Today we continue in this sermon series called A Place in This World and over the last several weeks we've examined, we've come alongside uh, different characters in the Bible that have had a difficult time finding their place. And my thought is, and I hope, is that you're connecting with one or two of these characters along the way saying, yes, this is, this is how I fit in. We had a uh, a couple weeks ago, we were with the brothers of David, the afterthoughts, the ones you really don't know much about. Last week, we were with Naaman, who has leprosy. He has an affliction, and he needs to let his guard down. And today, we're going to, we're going to be alongside the city of Jerusalem as it mourns. Sometimes when you're in a state of mourning, it can feel like you don't have a place in this world. So let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing, obey. Amen. The world is full of some great mysteries. Like, who built Stonehenge? Or, what's the deal with the Bermuda Triangle anyway? Or, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? After he had lunch at that restaurant just down the road, we call Andiamo's. I guess that's the last place he was ever seen alive. Isn't that right? What happened? The world is full of great mysteries. Our lives are full of great mysteries too. How? How have you been so blessed in your life? How have you landed so many opportunities how have you been able to make one relationship or another? How? Your life is filled with mysteries. Mine is filled with mystery too. For me, I've always wondered, and maybe you've wondered too, how in the world did I, this good-hearted yet under-resourced kid from rural Maine, how did I even get in to Princeton Theological Seminary, the finest theological seminary in the land? How? What a mystery! I'll never forget my first few days there in the fall of 2003. The old stone buildings, the manicured grounds, the bearded professors that smelled like books and tweed. How was I there? I can remember our first night of orientation. The student body mingled in Mackay, the dining hall where so many great theological minds have had lunches and pondered the great mysteries of the world, though I very much doubt they care much about Jimmy Hoffa. I made small talk with one student. I learned that his name was Andrew. What do you like to do? I asked him. Maybe he, 
liked baseball, maybe even the Red Sox. Maybe he liked junk food and video games, just like me. I like to read, he said. He liked to read. I winced. Well, I think you'll have plenty of chances to do that here, I told him. How in the world was I going to survive here? How? Sometimes we ask how about the silliest things, the littlest things. And sometimes we ask how about the most serious things. A messy divorce we can't get over. An abuse we can't find our way around. A regret that keeps popping up. A disappointment that gnaws from within. How, 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 how? A time of mourning that we can't get through. How? How did this happen? How lonely sits the city, reads the opening line of lamentations that once was full of people, this city. How, like a widow, she's become. She that was great among the nations. She that was a princess among the provinces has become a vassal. How? See, the city now has been sacked and its residents sent off into exile. It reads, she weeps bitterly in the night. Have you ever wept bitterly in the night? Tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has no one to comfort her. How did this city get laid to waste? How did we lose it? How did this happen? Our promised land gone. How have we been cast off and, and sent to fend for ourselves in Babylon? There's a weight for the city. It's a weight that sits on their chest. It asks how. And any life ahead is on hold. Any, any different life, any kind of life like the one she had before is on hold. That's how it is sometimes when we're asking how. Everything seems to be on hold. Even the acrostic structure of the poem underlines how broken, how on hold the city is, how it, the how, has taken hold of her. In the Hebrew, each line begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, as if to say there's no gap in her pain. It covers everything that is her. Her pain, her mourning is from A to Z. It might be that you've never heard a sermon preached on the book of Lamentations. There's a reason for that. There's a great deal of uplifting to do in this world. And, and the gospel gives us so many reasons to rejoice, all those promises. But what are we if we do not come face to face with how the city asks how? What are we if we don't admit that asking how, how is part of our lives? What are we? Well, we're probably a great many things, dishonest, perhaps the chief among them. Believe it or not, I became really good friends, to this day good friends with my fellow seminary student who liked to read. We were even in a small group together. 
During the summer of my second year in seminary, I received a phone call from another friend from our small group named Scotty. I was spending the summer in Maine and he was subletting my apartment in Princeton. At the end of the conversation, he reminded me that he was going in for, for surgery on a heart defect that he'd had since birth. It's minor, he told me. It's heart surgery, I told him. See you when you get back, he said. Even then, something felt off to me. A few days later, I received another phone call, this one from Watson, another member of the small group. They can't get Scotty to wake up. And that's pretty much all he needed to say. I wasn't going to go to the funeral. It was in Pittsburgh, and I really didn't have any money to get there. A minister mentor heard that rumor and immediately offered to purchase the plane ticket. I hope someday to pass that kindness on, and I share it with you so maybe you can too. It's so important to go to the funeral. The funeral was packed with my seminary friends. Most of us milled around pale-faced for a community of folks that would one day lead many services like the one we had for Scotty, we had no idea what we were supposed to be doing that day. If you've ever lost someone like that, you know what I mean. It's completely disorienting. I guess the scene that I will forever remember was from the graveside. The casket was pulled over the hole and and the words were said from the leather book, and I can't remember exactly how it ended. We were probably invited to a, a reception. And this open field stood between the gravesite and where our cars were parked, and somehow we just got stuck there in that field, and we were standing there. The sun was going down. It was the most beautiful sunset, and Scott was going into the darkness of the ground, and some of the most vibrant theological minds that the church had in stock couldn't make sense of how those two things were going together in that moment. So we just cried in the field. And we formed a circle and sang songs like we were at camp and we cried. Most of us did. I didn't cry. I couldn't tell you why. I wasn't trying to be strong for anyone. I just couldn't do it. Not then, anyway. Lamentations is the English title for today's book. But do you know what it means in Hebrew? Anybody? How? It's the book of how. And the book for those that ask how. How did we get here? How did this happen? How can I let go? It, how? It's the book for those that need a comforter because they, we are asking how. 
something in this passage that Pastor Kelsey wrote, read uh, in Lamentations, seems fixated on, on, on the fact that the city had no comforter. It's like the book knows what it needed. Notice all the characters that seem to have left the city behind, friends and neighbors, princes, allies. Do you need a comforter? Here's the world, Bigner wrote. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Do not be afraid. Do you need a comforter? Beautiful things, terrible things will happen. When I flew back to New England after Scotty's funeral, my wife picked me up at the airport. She'd left our daughter with her parents so that we could take a night and just be together. And even then, I still hadn't let go enough to cry. And we drove to the cabin that she'd rented for us, and I carried my bags into the bedroom. And I went to the bathroom sink, and I remember standing like this on the sink and looking up into the mirror. And my comforter put her hand on my back. Sometimes you just need a comforter. And I let go, and I dropped to the floor, and I wept for a long time. And with each circle that her hand made on my back, I might have heard the voice of Jesus saying, here's the world, beautiful and terrible things will happen. Do not be afraid. When people come to see me about some difficult thing, when they're asking the painful how questions of life, and they begin to cry, they often try to stop and compose themselves just as fast as they can. They wipe it. Where's the tissues? It's then that I point them to the book of Lamentations. I want them to know that there's a book in our tradition that is just for them on that day. They have a place in the world. They don't have to feel guilty or ashamed of their grief. That They can go through it. Knowing that sometimes answers aren't necessary. This is the book of how. It's enough to ask it together. How? Churches need to be a place where people can ask how together. A place in the world where people can grieve and mourn together and maybe find a comforter. Because those kinds of places are fading from this world. Everybody's getting so hard. Phyllis Tickle said, I'm not out to save the world just to be part of it. It's a good quote to remember. It's what we're called to to be for those asking how and are looking for a place in the world. Not to save them from the question, but to be part of it with them. 
Because it is as the old hymn says, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. And in times of asking how, most of what we need is his hand. It's what the lonely city needed. It's what we need to know that he's part of it with us. To know that we have friends that are part of it with us. To sense God's comforting hand on our back. Friends, here is the world Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to ask how. Amen.